Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. And I'm Grace Penzel. And we're here in our respective bedrooms, but we're joining you through the airwaves wherever you are. And isn't that fucking crazy? We are so happy to be with you today. And I just want to tell you right up top that if you enjoy today's episode and you want to hear more from us, we have a Patreon. Our Patreon helps us keep going, pay for editing and other tools and equipment that we need so that we can keep doing this until episode 420, at which point we will start season two. And <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot we talked about that. We did That's talk real. about that. So go over to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. We have three monthly levels starting at just $3. You get bonus episodes. In our latest bonus episode, we were together all in person and we did dabs together. And then I asked everyone very funny questions that were actually very weird questions. Also, if you pay $6 a month, you get an additional bonus episode every month, as well as a Zoom smoke sesh with us every month and some stickers. And I think the latest silver bong, that's what it is, level was you, Steph, right? Yes. And the silver bong I did is it was... I sat Phoebe down and I had a heart to heart with her. I've known her the longest. And so I wanted to ask her questions that I I didn't know about Phoebe. So we got deep. We got deep. And that's where you can expect to go all the time, guys. Over on Patreon is deep. At the highest level, that's our platinum bong level. You also get all sorts of merch from us, including a Stoner Chicks original t-shirt. Uh, bowl buddies that have been 3D printed by Steph Mm -hmm. and little friendship bracelets from Kayla, as well as access to videos of our smoke breaks that we do on the episodes. Anyway, we'd love to see you over there. Patreon.com slash stoner chicks. Now, Stephanie, what's chicken TikTok? Oh, yes. So (laughs) you might spend some time on Patreon. I was spending some time on chicken TikTok. (laughs) And there's a whole series of videos, you know, TikTok starts to like the one of the reasons why I actually do like TikTok, like something like an idea will spring up and then people just roll with it and it gets expounded upon and just gets better and better and better. There's this chicken TikTok well, where a guy is just walking down his farm and he has like a hundred chickens behind him and he's like, come at me. I got all my chickens with me. You know, I'm I'm bad. And then <laughs> are they real chickens? They're real chickens. They're okay, he's so like a farmer. He's a chicken farmer, I'm assuming, because he had a lot of chickens. <laughs> but they were just following a, him. Is this a old guy, young guy? He's like our age, or yeah, I would say 30s, 40s. Nice. Is he hot? Is he hot? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Kayla. I'm trying to remember what the like, because it's a bunch of like it's because it spirals out where another chicken guy comes up. And he has like 200 chickens following him. (laughs) And he's like, here I am. I'm rolling up for you with all my chickens. And then he has a baby chicken (laughs) in his hand and he just goes (laughs) and holds up the baby chicken. And then another guy comes up and he has a bunch of chickens. It just keeps going and going. And it was just really funny how it expounded upon itself. And I didn't realize how many, I guess, yeah, young, good looking chicken farmers there are. And also oh, didn't man. realize that chickens just follow you around. I guess if you have the food, they'll follow you, I suppose. Yeah. Probably. 
I think that's so funny that that, that it, there's a internet trend among chicken farmers right now. <laughs> yes. They're having like like a West Side Story style battle with their chickens. It's really quite wholesome and cute. Have you guys ever had chickens? I never had chickens growing up. No. When I no. lived up on Roosevelt, my roommate had chickens for a while and raised them from chicks and they had a coop out there. And I would help a little bit with them sometimes because one thing about chickens is that they're thirsty as fuck. They drink so much water. It's like crazy. But I was like, (laughs) you know how they're like dinosaurs? You know how like birds are dinosaurs and they can be kind of scary? I learned that on Stoner Chicks podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I had really tried to be like chill about it and like, no, no, they're not scary. They're fine. Until I went out there one day in my sandals and I swear to God, these chickens thought my toes were worms and they went after me. They went <laughs> after my feet and they were pecking my toes and I had to run out of the coop. Oh, God, scary. Yeah, it was intense. The worst animal attacks I have ever experienced have been by birds. I was attacked by a freaking bird the other day. Yeah. I felt its talons in my hair. It was so gross. It got me <laughs> twice. What kind of bird was it? It looked like a small crow, like a third of a size of a I crow. I bet you it was a starling. That's why haven't I told you, you got to make eye contact. Yeah. So I start, I was walking like backwards into McMenamin's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. but I, I really didn't think he would go for me again after the first time. Second time. Yeah. I was like, what a fluke. I just got hit by a bird. (laughs) Was there impact twice? Yeah. Wow. Whole, sorry. I just spiked my mic. I was so taken aback by that. (laughs) Yeah. But then I remembered what you said. And when I when I walked out of McMenamin's and back to my car, I made eye contact with every star. What are they called? Starlings? I think it's probably a starling would be my guess. Yes. And I remember what Pe- Phoebe said about putting your gl- glasses on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they that looks like there's a pair of eyes on your top of your head, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do that with tigers in like India. Workers will wear a mask on the back of their head. So, oh. t- so tigers won't attack you from the front. So from you behind? put like... Yeah, so if you put a mask on the back of your head, it, the tigers will think you're looking at them, and so they won't attack you, hypothetically. Interesting. Oh, my God. I saw a video, If it, as long as we're talking videos, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw a video of, it was like someone filming their half door when you open the door, and there's two parts. There can yeah. be two parts, and mm-hmm. so they only had the bottom part closed. This is stupid. And essentially dogs had like brought home a baby bear and there was just like a <laughs> there was just like a baby grizzly bear or like brown bear that was just like also propped up like the dogs were jumping up and then the bear also had its like giant claws Aww. just like there looking and the dog would jump up and then the baby bear would kind of try to put its whole mouth around the dog's paw and the owner kept kind of being like no 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> Got to get this bear back into the woods. <laughs> That'd be adorable. And le- but what you know is that the mother is not the mom. far away. <laughs> and she's freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> How long do we have till the mom shows up? And I don't think any amount of masks will help that situation. Mm-mm, I don't think masks work on bears. There's a really funny sketch in the new I Think You Should Leave season. Have you guys watched it yet? Mm-mm. The new I Think You I've Should Leave. I've only watched one app. Oh, my God. And it's about monsters coming through a doggy door. Oh my door. God, yeah. No, I have seen that one. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some, you should check it out. It's it's a pig with a mask. 
<laughs> but he thinks it's a monster. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Tim Robinson, I Think You Should Leave, is one of the greatest sketch shows. I also just watched, it was just like a single sketch special by Jamie Demetriou, who's a British comedian. I don't know if anyone knows mm-hmm. it. But there is a whole sketch that's just his bag gets caught on the door. And every time he walks in the door to work, his he like goes like, and like, his, <laughs> and he just goes, my bag got caught in the door. But it just like goes and goes like probably 20 times. And it sounds stupid, but it's a good clown routine. No, I, really I would. I know it. already. I will love that. I love watching people fall down. <laughs> also, it's like kind of a musical. It's called um, A Whole Lifetime. So that's another good sketch thing to watch on Netflix. Netflix. We got some good wrecks. Chicken yeah, TikTok. <laughs> Think you should leave. Bears. <laughs> Bears. Don't turn your back on crows in nesting season. And we got some tips, life tips. Wow. But you know, all good things have to come to an end at some point. And we're not going to be giving you recommendations. In fact, all you'll be giving to me, you two, is your segments. That's <gasps> right. I'm stealing your segments. You bitch. Come on. <laughs> get real. Come on. Get real. Okay. You're not stealing weed in the news. That's mine. Yeah. Welcome to Weed in the News. I'm Grace Penzel, correspondent, official Stoner Chicks correspondent for Weed in the News. Wow. (laughs) Our first story comes from AP News. This is out of New York. Slow start to New York's legal pot market leaves farmers holding the bag. This is Argyle, New York. Seth Jacobs has about 100 bins packed with marijuana flour sitting in storage at his upstate New York farm. And that's the problem. There aren't enough places to sell it. The 700 pounds of pungent flour was harvested last year as part of New York's first crop of legally grown pot for recreational use. He also has roughly 220 pounds of distillate. Months later, there are only a dozen licensed dispensaries statewide to sell what Jacobs and more than 200 other farmers produced. Now, another growing season is underway and farmers still sitting on much of last year's harvest are in a financial bind. So essentially what happened is that New York, when they were about to roll out their legal recreational program, they had a lot of big ideas. They were feeling very ambitious and they were making promises about enabling minoritized groups and those affected most by the war on drugs, being able to open dispensaries first and so much more. But it just got totally bungled and somehow only 12 legal dispensaries opened in New York in that whole first season. Oh, boy. And meanwhile, like we covered previously, these unofficial weed stores started popping up all over New York City, where the thing was like, you're actually buying a t-shirt or something, and then it's like a bonus gift to get the weed. Mm -hmm. And so the licensed cultivators weren't able to push their product to these unofficial dispensaries that weren't being backed by the state program. And so now New York, they're still saying like, okay, we're going to, they're kind of realizing how fucked they are. 
like, okay, we're going to try to open 50 more dispensaries, you know, in the next six months and this and that. But meanwhile, like these growers pot is going bad and do they they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, they need someone to buy it because they don't have enough money now to like actually get their next crop started. So it's kind of a fucking disaster. That is not the only state that is having difficult with their recreational programs, however. Jumping over to Arizona, Arizona bill aims to expand shrinking medical marijuana market. So this is from NJ Biz Daily. And the upshot of this article is that they are going to expand Arizona medical marijuana to make up for the fact that medical marijuana sales and patient registration have fallen dramatically and recreational sales have also fallen dramatically. So basically, here we go. So essentially, since they've started doing recreational cannabis in Arizona, sales for medical marijuana have fallen dramatically. They said, as of February, the latest month for which statistics are available, Arizona medical marijuana sales fell to 28.2 million, the lowest monthly total since they launched in January of 2021. Adult use sales in February accounted for 73.1% of the 105.2 million in total marijuana sales. So they're feeling the pressure and The changes that they are trying to make are that they're going to give the medical marijuana cards to veterans for free, and they're expanding the list of qualifying conditions to include autism spectrum disorders and post-traumatic stress disorder. Because up until now, it was like just for pain. And when there's fees and hoops to jump through to renew your med card, why wouldn't you just go and do recreational sales? You know what I mean? Right. So they were losing money in that specific like government program. So they're having to pivot. They were trying to push through a similar thing in Texas to expand the qualifications for medical marijuana use to include also autism, PTSD, and even insomnia. And they were also trying to get it from just like low THC, like 1% THC, and have it be able to be a little bit higher for medical use because in Texas, they're still like basically CBD only. Mm -hmm. But because New Mexico is smack dab in the middle of um, that whole region, a lot of Texans are able to just like go to the border and go across into New Mexico and get their weed. Those in central Texas obviously aren't as lucky, and there's still jail time for even small amounts of cannabis in Texas. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to give a few different examples of what's going on in various markets. There has been you know, widespread difficulties with cultivators not being able to move their product, and at the same time, some of these markets are shrinking. So it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting time for cannabis. Wow. Yeah. And I just realized like we've covered like Arizona and New York being legalized on weed in the news. And it's wild that (laughs) I guess this is a high thought. We've been doing the podcast long enough that we're able to like we can follow up and hear what's going on and what they're fucking up because 
there's a lot of states who've done it now and a lot of states are being like, and we're going to do it even better than the ones that came before. And then there's New York. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like New York. Remember that we talked about like how long it took to get the legalization process going and moving. And then it basically only got through because of Governor Cuomo's sex scandal. Yeah. They were just like, here, 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 here. Here, just take it. <laughs> take just it, do take it, it whatever. just take it. And then I talked about how like everyone's fucking smoking on the street in New York City now. Oh, I also read an article about how True Leave, which was the cannabis retail chain where the worker died after having an asthma attack on the floor, that they had to settle with OSHA and have just been like closing all of their Massachusetts locations. And there's a couple different like big chain retailers of cannabis who are also closing because as OSHA standards firm up and they're actually expected to like provide certain safety measures, sometimes their profit margins are not going to be as high. Anyway, that's a different story for a different time, I suppose. But what does OSHA stand for again? (sighs) Occupational Occupational Safety Safety Hazards Association. Is that a state organization or a federal organization? Occupational Safety and Health Administration. (laughs) But we were so close. We were so close. We were so fucking close. We followed our hearts. And you know what? Weed puts you in your heart space. Speaking of getting into our heart space, I think it's time for a smoke break. I do believe so myself. Bubba bubble. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. I'm Grace, and these are all my segments. Oh, no way, uh, there are. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah, like this next one. Crikey, that animal's fucking high. Let's talk elephants. Elephants, to be fair, this is coming from a website called Zamnesia, so I'm not 100% sure how reliable this information is. But elephants are very intelligent and socially complex animals. They mourn the death of a family member, feel emotions such as joy and depression, and teach their young in order to pass knowledge down to the generations. When do they get fucking high? When it comes to drugs, elephants have acquired a taste for the iboga plant, a powerful hallucinogen. They will eat it to get a pleasurably trippy high wherever they find it. And because the young learn from the old, it becomes a family event. So I don't know how much of this is true. They also talk about elephants eating overripe and fermenting fruit, such as that of the marula tree. And that they get kind of drunk and stumble around. (laughs) This, not of elephants. I mean, I've never witnessed elephants doing this, but my grandpa had this apple orchard in the back of his farm and the fruit would fall and the deers would eat it and get drunk and like fall around and stuff. (laughs) It's pretty funny. You you saw that? I saw it with my own two peepers. And they did look drunk. They like would stumble and they'd like sit down for a while and just kind of look around like, (gasps) (laughs) and then get up again. 
This says there are reports of groups of elephants literally raiding and destroying villages in the drunken rage in their continuing quest for booze. Okay, Zamnesia. (laughs) But because of this, I got curious about the Iboga plant. I was trying to find maybe a more concrete article. I think some of this info might come from National Geographic. And now all of their articles are behind a paywall. So I would have had to pay money to actually read the Nat Geo one. But I looked into Iboga because it rang a bell for me, actually. And it's an African root or bark used to produce hallucinations and near-death outcomes with some fatalities occurring. In high doses, it's called Ibogaine, the like drug that comes from Iboga. Ibogaine is considered to be toxic and has caused some serious comorbidities when used with opioids and prescription drugs. They have, the DEA has it as a controlled substance. However, it does have a lot of traditional use with the Bwiti spiritual practices in West Central Africa, mainly in Gabon, Cameroon, and the Republic of Congo where the alkaloid-containing roots or bark are used in various ceremonies to create, like I said, the near-death experiences. So it's part of the spiritual practice and that can also be used as a stimulant effect used to maintain alertness while hunting. However, I originally heard of Ibogaine because, I don't know if I've talked about this much before, but I went to substance use treatment when I was 18 years old, and I met a guy while I was there who was trying to recover from opioid addiction, who had traveled to South America and went to like an Ibogaine clinic because it is used outside of like scientific medical use for substance use issue treatment. So there are anecdotal reports of opioid addicts And independent Ibogaine treatments have emerged in Mexico, Canada, the Netherlands, South Africa, and New Zealand, all operating in what has been described as a legal gray area. Addiction specialists warn that the treatment of drug dependence with Ibogaine in non-medical settings without expert supervision and unaccompanied by appropriate psychosocial care can be dangerous and, in approximately one case in 300, potentially fatal. However, this guy had gone through this treatment And he felt like it had helped him some. I tried to do a little more research on that and was led to an article on PubMed from Translational Psychiatry. It was a study on Ibogaine and addiction in the animal model. And because essentially these researchers, because they can't do testing on substance use with Ibogaine in humans, They have been trying to observe it in animals, specifically rats and mice. And it's a really jargony long thing. The upshot is they were trying to find any correspondence with cerebral damage, like brain damage and heart failure or heart trouble, which I'm guessing are the things that have led to fatalities in the past. And what they did say was, at least in rats and mice, while across the board, it seemed to actually help with substance use problems, there were some lingering cognitive impairments and like motor 
problems, like essentially like damage to the cerebellum that could be from it. They hadn't been observing the sort of tachycardia, the heart problems as much, but it is a stimulant. So anyway, that's my little trip down the rabbit hole with Ibogaine. Apparently also gorillas and forest porcupines are reported to use it in those West Central African countries as well. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know about that tree or substance at all. Yeah. Kind of interesting. So anyway, drunk elephants, there you go. And that's (laughs) crikey. Those animals were high. I love it. And finally, one more segment to steal. In honor of Phoebe, who's not here, we're going to play the strain game. Strain game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So first up is Stephanie. I want you to tell me if the following strains are a strain or just a human condition. A human condition. Oh, I got this. Okay. Okay. So this is like either a state of being or medical. You tell me, is this also a thing or whatever? Okay. Okay. Envy. Well, that could be both, right? But Right, right. So what I'm saying is some of these are just human conditions. conditions. Okay, got it. And some of them are also strains. I'm going to say strain. Yes, you're correct. The next one is RS11. RS11 is a human condition. No. Damn it. It's a strain. Okay. Runner's high. It's uh, a, both a strain. No. Damn Just it. a human condition. Damn it. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Tricky. Memory loss. Strain. Yes. That's correct. Dry mouth. Condition. Correct. That is just a human condition. Foul mouth. Hmm. Uh, strain. Yes, that is correct. Brain fog. Strain. Yes, that is correct. HSV2. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's a condition. Yes, that is Coltor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flaccid penis. That's a strain. No, it's just a human <laughs> condition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and finally, number 10, gas face. Strain. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. How many was seven. that? Yay, nice. Seven. Yay, seven out of 10. Nice. Great really job, good. Steph. And so Kayla is up next. You have to tell me if these, the following things are a strain or just a high thought we would have. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And I'll keep track for you, Kayla. Okay. Thank you. One, aliens on moonshine. That is a strain. Yes, it is a strain. Two, naked mummies. Wait, what is the thing again? <laughs> <laughs> it's whether whether it's a strain or just a high a, a oh, thing you it. think about while you're high. <laughs> okay, naked mummies. Yes. Uh, just a thing you think about when you're high. Yes. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Jeff made that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, milk man. Because he was like, if mummies are naked, then what would they look like? Anyway. <laughs> uh, string theory. Oh, just a thing we think about when we're high? Yes. <laughs> OMG. Strain. Yes. Robots. Oh, my God. Strain. Yes. R-O-F-L. Raffle. Uh, strain? No, just something you just say in your brain when you're high. <laughs> okay, next one is 
government spy worms. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thing we think about? Yes. (laughs) Legend of brulee. I don't know what that means. Strain. Yeah, it's a strain. (laughs) And finally, chocolate mud pit. (laughs) Strain? No, just something I thought up. (laughs) We tied. You both got seven? We both got seven, I think. All right. Well, since Phoebe's not here, I guess we just end on a tie. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, seven's a lucky number, and I think it's a great place to end this episode. Thanks for... What? No, you can't just go around stealing segments and not have me have my thing that I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I'm going to do 60 second bong box. 60 second bong box. 60 second bong box. (laughs) I'm going to get all set up. Let's see here. Do my timer and then get my bong. And I Mm -hmm. have, I think I have a juicy subject today. Honestly, I have been stopping at stop signs so diligently since I bitched about it. I was like, I have no leg to stand on ever again in my entire life. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. All right, here I go. Do I rip the bong and then press start? I always forget this. I press start and then I rip it, right? No, you rip it and then you press start. Yeah. (laughs) We have to do this every time. I feel like, how does it go? You say the topic while you're exhaling. Okay, the topic is sliced fruit that is packaged (laughs) um so i saw a picture of someone that got one single slice of apple in a plastic bag and it made my little heart hurt and i don't (laughs) understand i understand okay here's the thing is i understand that there are people that struggle with cutting fruit and stuff and so it's easier to get it pre-sliced however i think there has to be a better way and packaging it and like covering it in chemicals so it stays ripe. Because once you slice an apple, it immediately goes yellow unless you add lemon juice or some sort of chemical to it. Yeah. So I want a solution. I saw a machine that can slice a pineapple. You just put a pineapple in it and it slices for you fresh and puts it in a little bucket and you just take the bucket with you. <laughs> that should There should be one of those for all fruits. And that's my 60 <laughs> second bong box. Bravo. Wow. Wait, but Steph, a woman bought a single slice of apple in a bag? It, I think, came in a McDonald's Happy Meal. Oh. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) that, those apples are for sure treated with something. No way those apples are straightforward. Well, I do a lot of fruit dehydrating because it's one of my favorite things to eat is dehydrated fruit because I feel like you can eat a whole apple in like one bite. (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally and so when i'm dehydrating my fruit sometimes i do add a lemon juice to keep the apples from going yellow before i put them on the tray sure i do that if i'm taking apple slices to go yeah so you have to add they almost immediately go brown so what is on the apple to keep it not brown that they were able to package it in a factory ship it anyway i'm done with my bong box but allegedly allegedly (laughs) (laughs) i bet we could look it up Look it up on YouTube. We could look it up on YouTube. Find it on the internets. The and then you go back to chicken TikTok. <laughs> go back to chicken. <laughs> I got to get me on chicken TikTok. You got to get yourself some chicken TikTok. And maybe I will. And maybe while I'm at it, I'll visit Stoner Chicks podcast on TikTok. 
We're at Broccoli Broads. You can also go to our website, Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can get two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. You can find us on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or five-star rating on Spotify. You can send your high thoughts to Stephanie at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. You can write us a dang letter and send it to P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. You can go to facebook.com slash stonerchicks for 2069. That's where it's happening. <laughs> we made that so much, so long before we had the podcast, but I love it. And I think that's about it. Anything else? Did anything I forget? I can't think of anything I that I forgot. So. Did I even forget anything? Or On our even... website, there's Bongo Naked t-shirts. Yeah, I need to buy one. Yeah, me too. That's it's the shirt of the summer. It is the shirt of the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait. Also, fuck. Happy Pride, everybody. Oh, my God. We didn't do anything for Pride because Pride all year. Pride all year. Yeah. Year round Pride. Year round Pride. We'll do something gay soon. We promise. Well, yeah. What what will we do? (laughs) Well, our next episode after this comes out on the 30th. So technically, that's still June, still Pride Month. So I don't know. We'll figure something out. Okay, we'll do great. something fun. We do have an episode on Patreon where we dove into the history of the LGBTQ community and weed, where those two things intersect. And I, I remembered that episode. Maybe I'll listen to it in honor of the month. And you know what, y'all? We love you. Thank you for listening. Stephanie, what do stoner chicks always say? Smoke a big joint and watch that chicken TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke your weed. Smoke your weed. Bye.